Thank you, men. Uh, let's pray together. Our Father, we believe what was just sung. We believe that you are a loving God. We believe that your love never fails. You don't change. We believe that all things work together for good, for those who love you. We believe those things, and we thank you for them. Well, Father, I pray that in the next weeks, you would help us to learn and understand what that belief means, what kind of belief it is, and where it should lead us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for it as the place where we go to get answers from you to every important question. And may that happen in the weeks ahead, Lord. Guide us today as we spend some time looking at your word. In Christ's name, amen. How many have seen the first Shrek movie? The very first Shrek movie. Okay. So here's a little quiz. What was the name of the song at the end of the movie when all the cast is jumping around and dancing? What was the name of the song? I'm a believer. Right. So does that mean that the movie Shrek ended singing about Christians? No. But they were saying, I'm a believer. Here are the words to the song they were singing, though. I thought love was only true in fairy tales. Meant for someone else, but not for me. Love was out to get me. That's the way it seemed. Disappointment haunted me all my dreams. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. Not a trace, right? Of doubt in my mind. I'm in love. I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her if I tried. Now we know the context of the statement, I'm a believer, in that movie. I'm a believer in what? Love. I believe in love. It's real, according to Shrek. We use that phrase often, don't we? Or at least people do. I'm a believer. Uh, it's used often about products that we might see advertised here and there. You know, some people are probably saying that right now about uh, Relaxium. I'm a believer in that pill every night. Helps me sleep. I'm a believer. Uh, maybe uh, people say that about balance of nature, right? Getting tired of that advertisement? The green and red? At least it's Christmas colors, I guess. Um, but there are people who say, concerning that product, I'm a believer, right? I believe in that product. Uh, in, in sports, you hear that phrase, I'm a believer. Uh, there are people who sometimes will say that about their team. You know, they weren't quite sure how their team would do. 
this year, but after half the season, they're saying, I'm a believer. We could make it to the playoffs. Or there probably were some Vikings fans this week saying about Joshua Dobbs, I'm a believer. I questioned them trading for him, but after the way he played last week, I'm a believer, right? So we use that term a lot, and it's really important when we use it to think about the context, because if people say, I'm a believer, we can't just conclude they're saying, I'm a Christian. Okay. That word believe, believer, is used often in many contexts. But did you know that the term believer is used to refer to followers of Christ 27 times in the New Testament? It is one of the two most common terms used for followers of Christ in the New Testament. The other one probably would be disciple. But believer is a common term for those who follow Jesus. And so those who follow him can say, I'm a believer. And I ask you this morning, as we begin this new series, are you a believer? In the context of Christianity, are you a believer? And some will say, sure I am. I believe. I've always believed. That's a real interesting statement to make. I've always believed. Uh, We're going to talk about the word believe for four weeks. It's a word that we as Christians use a lot. But I'm afraid that a lot of Christians, if they were challenged on that word, if they were questioned about their statement, I'm a believer, they wouldn't know how to answer the questions. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about belief. Uh, On your sheet, and we'll show it on the screen as well, we have some questions. Uh, Some questions about this subject. The first one says, anyone can say, I believe, right? Anybody can say those words. Anyone can say, I believe. But what kind of belief brings God's salvation? That implies there might be different kinds of belief. And the question is, you can say you believe. But what kind of belief is it that really brings salvation, God's salvation, to your life? The next question then says, is there more than one kind of belief? And my answer is yes, and that's what we're going to talk about in these four messages. There are different kinds of beliefs. Okay? And we're going to see what they are. The next question says, what do you mean when you say, I believe? Almost everybody in this room today would probably say, I believe. I'm a believer. In the context of Christianity. If somebody challenged you on that and asked you, what would you say if they said, what do you mean? You believe. What kind of belief are you talking about? Could you explain? Or 
you know, if I personalize this, the next question says, what do I mean? What do I mean when I say I believe? I am a believer. What if what you mean is different than what I mean? What if what you mean by I believe and what I mean by I believe is different from what Dan means by I believe? What if we have 15 or 16 different answers in this group to the question, what do you mean? I believe. Is that okay? Does it matter what we mean by believe? Well, it does matter if there's only one kind of belief that saves you. And we're going to think about that in the next few weeks. So today I'd like you to turn to the Gospel of John as we get this started. This is going to be just a basic thing this morning. The Gospel of John, you can open up to the first chapter. We're actually going to go through the whole Gospel of John this morning, so settle in. Uh, John chapter 1. We're going to ask one question this morning, and the question is, how does a person receive God's salvation? What does the Bible say? We are going to do this series with open Bibles. We're going to answer the questions about belief with our Bibles open or our phones on, however you do it. Um, but uh, we want to get our answers out of the Bible, right? What is written? And so today we're going to answer just one question. How does a person's person receive God's salvation? Now we're going to go through John, but it's going to be very quick. I'm just going to take you through a number of scriptures and then a few that the apostles uh, have written just to show you that uh, all the writers uh, are going the same direction on this question. So if you're taking notes, um, basically you can just jot down what I point out. Uh, we're not going to talk a lot about each one of these. Uh, chapter 1 of John, starting in verse 11. He came to that which was his own, referring to Jesus, the word. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Notice in that verse. To those who receive Jesus, who believe in his name, he gives the right to become children of God. Those who believe in his name become children of God. Chapter 3. John 3, starting in verse 14. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Believe to have eternal life. Verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Believing in God's one and only Son gives eternal life. Verse 17, 
For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Five times in that passage, we have the idea of believing. And in every case, it's believing in the one and only Son, Jesus. And it says, when you believe in Jesus, you have eternal life. No condemnation won't perish. If you don't believe in the Son, there is condemnation. There is wrath. There is perishing. What's the key in those verses? Believe in the Son. Believe in Jesus. Uh, chapter 3, the last verse. Verse 36. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life. For God's wrath remains on them. Again, notice. Whoever believes in the Son is the one that has eternal life. Chapter 6. Verse 40. Jesus says, My Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Eternal life and resurrection, hope beyond the grave, for those who believe in Him, in the Son of God. Chapter 7. John 7. Beginning in verse 37. On the last day and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Again, those who believe in him receive the Spirit. Those who believe in Jesus. Chapter 11. John 11, verse 25. This is where um, uh, Jesus' friend Lazarus has died, and he, he comes, and um, Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, meet him, and uh, he eventually raises him. Uh, most of you know the story, but I just want you to see what Jesus says to Martha in verse 25. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Again, if you believe in me, Jesus says, believe in Jesus, you will live beyond death. Death won't be the end for you. Life will. If you believe in Jesus. Chapter 12. 1246. Jesus says, I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Believe in Jesus, 
you are rescued from darkness. You will no longer be in darkness if you believe in Jesus. Chapter 14. Verse 1. Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Verse 6. And then he goes on to talk about he's going to prepare a place for them. And then verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, referring to the way to that place. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you add verse 1 to that, it's through believing in him. That is how you get to that place, to heaven. Chapter 20. We're already to the end of John. Isn't that amazing? Chapter 20, verse 31. Well, let's start 30 because John is wrapping it up and telling why he wrote this book. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing... You may have life in his name. Believing something about Jesus allows you to have life. Believing he's the Messiah, the Son of God. So that's the Gospel of John. We go to the book of Acts, chapter 13. Acts 13, verse 38. Paul says this, Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. The forgiveness of sin, being set free from sin, is through Jesus, believing. Chapter 16 of Acts. This is after Paul and Silas and others have been miraculously freed from a prison. And the jailer is pretty scared uh, as to what has happened. And he asks a question in 1630. It says, he then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus. And you will be saved. Saved by believing in the Lord Jesus. We move to the book of Romans, chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Starting in verse 21. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God, being right with God, has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness, being right with God, is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Did you know that the word faith and believe come from the same Greek word, pistuo? Just wanted to mention that. Okay, he says, 
this righteousness, this being right with God is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. And then chapter 10 of Romans, starting in verse 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Believe, saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Again, believing in Jesus salvation. And then finally, back to Romans 1, and then we'll wrap it up. Isn't that exciting? Romans chapter 1, verse 16, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God, how to be right with God, is revealed. Notice he brings up the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the good news of Jesus Christ. If you look at uh, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says the gospel is the good news that Jesus died for our sins and was buried. And he rose again on the third day. That's the gospel. It's about what Jesus did for us. And Paul says here, if you believe that, you will be saved. So, with all that in mind, what is the answer to our question? How does a person receive God's salvation? Well, if we go by all those verses which are a sampling, what's common in all of them? whether it's receiving eternal life, becoming a child of God, being saved, forgiven of your sins. What is the common thing that runs through all of those? What is written? Believe in Jesus. Right? We can't deny that, can we? We just saw it with our own eyes, or you heard it with your own ears. What brings God's salvation? Believing in Jesus. So with that answer, we can eliminate any other way to salvation or any other person through whom salvation could come, right? They all said, believe in Jesus. That's how it happens. No other way. Believe in Jesus. None of those talked about following the law. None of those talked about keeping the commands. None of those talked about living a good life. None of those talked about going to church. None of them talked about participating in the rituals of a church, the traditions, the practices. They all said, believe in Jesus. That's what brings salvation, eternal life, forgiveness of sin, a place beyond this life. Believe in Jesus. 
And notice, they all said, believe in Jesus. No other person, no prophet, no teacher. It didn't say Muhammad. It didn't say Confucius. didn't give any other names. The common teaching was believe in Jesus. That's it. But, what does that mean? Because coming to this conclusion based on those scriptures that what brings God's salvation is believing in Jesus. It raises some questions because what does believe mean there? What does it mean to believe in Jesus? That's an important thing to know if, according to the Scriptures, it brings salvation. And because we've already stated that anyone can say, I believe. Anyone can say, I believe in Jesus. Anyone can say the words, I'm a believer. Do you remember the Colombo plan? From our last series, the plan that Detective Colombo used, ask questions. Ask questions to understand what somebody means, what they're doing. Ask questions to help them talk through what they have just said and think through it. And so according to the Colombo plan, we need to ask the question, what kind of belief are we talking about? When the Bible says clearly, God's salvation comes through believing in Jesus. So, for those of you who say, I believe in Jesus, I'm going to do the Colombo thing and I have three questions for you. And I want you to think about them and answer them this week before we come together again. This is for all of you who say, I believe in Jesus. Which we've just determined is what brings God's salvation. First question. What kind of belief are you talking about? Could you explain to me what you mean? By the word believe. What do you mean when you say to me, I believe in Jesus? What kind of belief are you talking about? Did you know that the demons believe? James 2 says the demons believe the facts about Jesus. Are they saved? In John chapter 6, there were all kinds of people who believed in Jesus. They ended up walking away from him and never following him again. Were they saved? In John chapter 8, there were people who believed in Jesus. And at the end of the chapter, they pick up stones to kill him. Were they saved? 
question is, what kind of belief do the demons have? It can't be the kind that brings salvation. The people in John 6 and 8 believed in Jesus. But it couldn't have been the kind that brought them salvation. What kind was it? And what kind of belief does bring salvation? That's what we're going to talk about in the next weeks. We're going to look at three kinds of belief. We're going to see examples in the Scripture of all three kinds. And only one, according to Scripture, brings salvation. So that's an important question I want you to think about this week. When you say, I believe in Jesus, what kind of belief are you talking about? What do you mean by that? I believe in Jesus. The second question I would have you think through is, you say, I believe in Jesus. Okay, what Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? Who is the Jesus you believe in? What do you believe about him? Everything? Certain things? Is it in what he taught? When you say, I believe in Jesus, what Jesus? What do you believe about him? And then the third question, and this is really important. If you go back through all these scriptures I just took us through, in almost every one, there's a tiny little word. Two letters. What was it? In. Almost every one of those scriptures, you find that word. Believe in Jesus. They don't say, believe about Jesus. They don't say, believe what Jesus said. Almost everyone says, to receive eternal life and become a child of God and the forgiveness of sin and the hope beyond the grave, you must believe in Jesus. That little word is important. And so I want you to think about that. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? We will talk about those three questions in the next three weeks. What kind of belief is it that saves? Who is the Jesus we're talking about here? And what does it mean to believe in him? Because that's the belief that brings salvation. So I want you to think about those things during this week. I'm looking forward to this. We take for granted one word, right? We use it so often. Believe. Do we even know what it means? Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for your word because, Lord, that's where we get the truth. Your word is truth. 
And when we have questions, even about the idea of believing, we need to come to your word and to see what is written. Lord, in the next weeks, would you show us what is written? Help us to understand what kind of belief it is that brings your salvation. What is meant by believe in Jesus Christ? In his name we pray. Amen.